0: famous go-farther gasoline invites you to sit back and enjoy another strange story by The Whistler.
1: I am The Whistler, and I know many things. standing in the open door of the swiftly moving boxcar, looked incongruous, out of place. Certainly, Frank Seto wasn't used to this mode of travel. But even with the careful planning you always employ, things can go wrong, can't they, Frank? Yes, you were the brains behind a successful swindle across the border in Tijuana, weren't you? But part two of your plan, in which you tried to outwit your own associates, backfire, didn't it, Frank? And you had to run, leaving $70,000 hidden in a baggage check stand in San Diego. And now, cowering in an empty boxcar, moving through the outskirts of Los Angeles, you wonder if anyone followed you. Wondered what's ahead when the train rolls into the railroad yard. Then you hear the voice of your chance traveling companion. "Not yet, buddy. Don't jump now. Take it easy. I don't want to wait too long. I don't want to get mixed up with any yard cops. <laughs> Sure new to you, isn't it? Driving these side door Fullmans. Them cops won't do nothing, buddy. Take my word for it. They'll just change out of the place. You can save your advice. Okay, buddy. Okay. I just don't want you to get hurt. I could tell by the way you hopped on down in San Diego that you didn't know much about traveling. She's going into the yard. She's slowing down. No, no. She's moving just as fast. Don't jump, buddy. Don't! You remember all of that, don't you, Frank? The old man's warning, your own nervous anxiety. That moment suspended in space. And then the flashing lights of a crossing signal seeming to rush at you, strike you. And then, nothing. (laughs) Nothing. is beginning to clear now, isn't it? And you wonder where you are. Wonder about this strange, blurred circle of faces and voices. he's coming too? Boy, he sure smacked that signal. But oh. he suppose he jumped off that train phone who was going so fast he could have killed himself. You sent for the ambulance? Yeah, it's on its way. Police, too. <laughs> Police? No, no. Look. look, I'm, 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 I'm okay. Care careful, yeah. mister. Don't get up. Let me alone. I'm all right. Look, you had a bad fall. They better let him check you. I'm all right, I said. But they're on their way to be here any minute. It won't hurt to let the doctor... Skip it. Doc can look you over.
0: Me? What for?
1: Curiosity. I got a bad case. A very bad case. How do you
0: like that? You hurry away, don't you, Frank?
1: Half running across the railroad yard waiting until you're several blocks away before even stopping to brush off your clothes or trying to straighten yourself up. On Main Street, you enter a nondescript hotel. Cross the lobby past a group of hypnotically gazing guests watching television. You approach the desk. Hey! Hey, anybody here? Room clerk! <laughs> Well. What's the matter? What's the other fellow look like? Or did he win? Never mind the jokes. I've been traveling. Mm Mm-hmm. Want a room and a shower. Yeah, they're separate, but we got them. Room's a dollar and a half, shower's 50 cents. uh, uh, In advance. Okay. must have have lost my money. Oh, sure. Oh, here, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got enough for a couple of nights. Yeah. That's better. All right, I'll get you, key. The shower makes you feel better, doesn't it, Frank? And a good night's sleep helps, too, even in these surroundings. And somehow you feel that you'll be able to work things out. For one thing, the pressure is off for a while. The following day, except for meals, you stay close to the hotel, and that night, you even feel sufficiently relaxed to join a few of the other guests in the lobby as they watch a question-and-answer program on the television <laughs> screen.
0: Very good, isn't it, folks?
1: And now, ladies and gentlemen, our next pair of contestants, this young lady, whose name is... Larkin,
2: Nora Larkin. Thank
1: you. And your young gentleman friend...
2: <laughs> Wally Neal. Tell
1: him your name. It's all right, sir. It's all right. Names aren't as important as the right answers to the questions. All
3: right. My name is Wally Neal. All
1: right, Wally. Now, you and Miss Larkin have a chance to win some of that lucky cash we've been talking about. It's lucky for you and lucky for those you spend it on. Now, for your Excuse me. Hey, what's the matter? Don't you like the frog lamb? Just remembered some business I have to attend to. It's a shock, isn't it, Frank, seeing Wally Neal on that television screen. Wally Neal, one of your partners in the Tijuana swindle. And you're certain that he's followed you, aren't you? Followed you to Los Angeles. And that's why you take a fast cab ride to the television station. Inside, you learn oh, yes, sir. that you're you mean just a... They're breaking now. Do they come out this way? I have to meet a friend. Yes,
2: I do, sir.
1: Well, thanks. Thanks a lot.
2: Oh, now, yeah, don't worry. Look, we won $600. And if you'd no. had you But, Nora, I
1: told you I shouldn't have appeared like that. I shouldn't have let you drag me up in front of those <laughs> At least you're in control, aren't you, Frank? Finding Wally Neal before he found you. Wally's the only one who knows for certain that it was you who cheated the others. We can tie it all together. That is, if he gets an opportunity. You follow them outside and down the street to a parked car. Wally helps Nora in, and as he starts around to the driver's seat, you hurry forward. Hello, Wally. Frank. Yeah, Frank. (laughs) That's a funny thing. I didn't even know you were in town. Saw you on TV.
3: Oh, yes.
1: You were just fine. A little nervous, but just fine. Came in very clear.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: I'd like to talk to you, Wally. Um, alone? Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Sure, Frank. Yeah. Uh, Nora. Yes? Nora, this here's a friend of mine. Frank Settle. It's Nora Larkin. Okay. Larkin. how do you do? He, uh, he happened to see me on television. Can you imagine that?
0: Oh,
2: what a coincidence.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Those things happen. Yeah, they do, Sure. Uh, look, Nora, can I drive you home? Because Frank wants to talk to me. It's, it's business. Sure thing.
2: Come
1: on. That's nice of you, Miss Larkin.
2: Not at all, Mr. Sato. Wally's mentioned
1: you to me. Oh, yeah, Frank, sure, have huh? Well, oh, you're that sort of fellow, Wally. I bet you've mentioned me to... What's it, Wally? Shall we get started? <laughs> Pick up your date, Wally. Nora's quite a girl. Yeah, she's a nice girl. Cooperative too. Let you drop her off. No explanation. Enter your car. Oh, right, Turn up here, Wally. Well, that leads to the bridge over the freeway. That's a good place to talk as anywhere. Okay. I just parked by the curb. All right. Yeah, shut her off. I'll get out. What? No, Wally. What's the matter? Conscience, body? Did you talk too much to Dutch and Duke in San Diego before running out? I didn't talk to nobody. I, I, I just left. Ah, a good boy. And we'll still shut her off and get out. Come on, come on. I'm not going to shove you over the rail. Well, nobody said you were. I know, but you're nervous, boy. Very nervous. Mm, lots of cars rushing along down there in Coinga. It be a pity for anybody to fall over. Frank, Nora knows where to get her. Now remember that. Nora knows. Ollie. Ollie, boy, you are imagining things. I just want a few questions answered. You, uh, didn't try to pick up the money alone. Well, how could I? You are the check stub. But you know the check box. Yeah, but I wouldn't try anything like that. Who told the boys where to look for me? I don't know. They found out for themselves. I... Sure, sure, Only the two of us knew. Somebody tells Dutch and Duke to watch for me at the railroad station. Pick me off as I get the 70000 at the check stand. Of course, you didn't tell him you left the money there for me, did you, I didn't Wally? tell him anything, I swear to you, Frank. <laughs> I didn't. Easy, Wally. Take it easy. They didn't spot me, you know. I saw Duke waiting. Saw him before he saw me. That's why I beat it. Dr. freight, came up here. Yeah, look, I know, but Frank, listen, I didn't tell anybody. You to... didn't follow me here? No, I left on my own. Why? Well, I I, I wanted to be with Nora. We're going to get married. It takes a lot of dough. Now, look, look, I'm out of it. I didn't even want my split in the job. No, really, I'm out of it. Sure, sure, Wally. Uh, you're pretty lucky tonight. Huh? One of the lucky cash winners. Here, I'll give you my head. $300. We won $600. Nora has the rest. Here, uh, here, look in the wallet. You'll see it's all there. $300. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, it's all here. (laughs) Your identification, too. Driver's license, Social Security. It'll take him a little while to tag you in a strange town. Oh, Frank, Frank please look. I'll never tell anybody anything. I know, Frank. Wally. I know. Frank, the guardrail. I'm sorry, Wally. I'm not leaving my trail for the Frank. boys or... Anybody. Frank. Bye, Wally. Thanks for the spending money.
0: Since tomorrow will be St. Patrick's Day, you've no doubt been getting your share of Killarney on today's radio program. I had thought of describing how your friends will turn green with envy when you power your car with signal gasoline because signal gas drives sluggishness out of a motor like St. Patrick drove the snakes out of Ireland. Or I had thought of reminding you that your wallet would feel lucky as a four-leaf clover because of signal's good mileage. But sure, and Bigori, when you buy gasoline, there's really just one thing that matters. You want to be sure you're getting the gasoline that helps your engine run most efficiently. And the best way to measure a gasoline's efficiency is by mileage. After all, when your engine runs more efficiently, you save gasoline. Save gasoline with quick starting. Save gasoline with smooth pickup. Save gasoline with full power. And, of course, the more gasoline you save, the more mileage you enjoy. That's why mileage is the best yardstick to measure gasoline efficiency and driving pleasure. The reason why so many smart motorists today are switching to the famous go-father gasoline. To signal, Bigari.
1: Frank, as a shove sends Wally Neal over the guardrail on the freeway bridge. And as you drive hurriedly away in Nora Larkin's car, you're still clutching the leather wallet that Wally handed over to you. He won't be identified immediately, will he, Frank? No, possibly not for several days. You smile as you light a cigarette, drive Nora's car back, park it where she'd instructed Wally to leave it, place the key under the floor mat as he was supposed to do and then take a cab back to your hotel. From there, you put through a call to San Diego, person to person, to a Miss Irene Webb.
2: That'll be 95 cents for three minutes, sir.
1: Okay, sister, here it comes, Catch. Hey, listen, listen. I'm mailing you a check stand stump. Stand at the railroad station.
2: Yeah.
1: Go there, pick up the package, and bring it to me here at the Alden Hotel.
2: Shall I give up my apartment, Frank?
1: Uh, no, I wouldn't. I'd give somebody ideas. Just pack and come on.
2: But my things, but... We'll
1: have enough to buy other things, Irene. Let's do as I say. How soon can you make it? Uh,
2: day after tomorrow. The latest.
1: Uh, all right, if that's the best you can do.
2: Anything else
1: Like what? Oh, sure, sure, I love you. Make it fast, Irene. Goodbye. Goodbye, darling. At least that part's in motion, isn't it, Frank? Two days. It'll be that at least before Irene arrives with a stolen $70,000. But during those two days, the $300 you took from Wally's wallet, the $300 he'd won on a TV show... Gives you enough to live uncomfortably, almost luxuriously. The following morning, you check out of your room. Your first stop is at a fashionable men's shop. New suit, shoes, hat. A complete change of wardrobe. And then you register at a swank Hollywood hotel. Call Irene and give her your new address. Nothing but the best, Pratt. You spend Wally's money freely. And late that afternoon, you're in your hotel suite when the buzzer rings. It can't be Irene, can it, Frank? She's not due until
3: tomorrow.
2: Hello, Frank. Well, Nora. Mind if I come in?
1: No, of course not. Well, this is a surprise, Nora. Yeah, how'd you know where to find me? Uh, just
2: by chance. You have... You left an empty book of matches on the floor of my car. They were from the Alden Hotel. Oh. Seems when you checked out of there, you asked the desk clerk. Oh, right? sure,
1: sure, I remember. He recommended this place. Oh, here, here, sit down. Thanks. Right, have a drink. Just name it, I've got it.
2: So I see. Scotch? Fine. <sighs> Quite a cozy little place you got here, Frank. Rich uncles suddenly leave you a fortune? <laughs> oh, nothing
1: like that. I looked up a friend here in town this morning. He owed me a few bucks... Uh, plain water, Nora? Uh-huh. Yeah. Hey, huh? Thanks. Yeah, now, what's on your mind? Wally. Huh?
2: Look, Frank, be a good boy and leave Wally alone, huh? What do you mean? He doesn't want to make any trouble for you. Really, he doesn't.
1: Okay, Nora. If you say so?
2: That, that little affair in Wanna. he just wants to forget about
1: it. Oh, tell him I've forgotten it, too. What do you mean?
2: Well, Wally's a funny guy. Lately, he's been jittery, upset. Yeah,
1: sure, sure. Get to the point, Nora.
2: Well, then running into you last night. He's scared, Frank. You're hiding out like a frightened rabbit.
1: Hiding out?
2: I've been up to his apartment half a dozen times today. I called him on the phone. There's no answer. I see. He's stuck down on me before. When he's scared, Frank, he, he doesn't want to see anybody. Not even me. Oh,
1: don't worry about it, Nora. He'll be all right.
2: Sure, sure. He's just got to think it out all by himself for a while. And he'll call me. Look, if I could just tell him you weren't sore. But I'm not. Thanks, Ray. Thanks a lot.
1: Yeah? Bellboy, sir. Uh, come in. You uh, asked the evening paper, Mr. Seddon. Oh, yeah. Thanks. just put it on the table. Oh, yeah. Here you are. Thank you, sir. Sure, buy yourself something wrong, sir.
3: No. No.
1: Your heart suddenly leaps up into your throat, doesn't it, Frank? The folded newspaper the bellboy had tossed on the table. Nora reaching out for it. You wonder if the story is there, the story of Wally Neal's death. What Nora will think. Hold your breath as she unfolds the paper. Glances casually over the front page. And then drops the paper on the chair beside
2: him. Uh, same old stuff. War, Congress, and contacts. It's all you read about nowadays.
1: Look, Nora. Yeah? About Wally. I know how you feel about the guy. And, well, I'm sorry if I gave him the jitters. Let me make up for it, huh?
2: You don't have to No,
1: oh, But I insist. Why don't we run over to his place? He might be there now. Well, yeah. I tell you what. I'll take the two of you out to dinner. We'll make a night of it. On me. What do you say?
2: All right. All right, Frank.
1: There's no answer at Wally's apartment, is there, Frank? And so you take Nora on to dinner, just the two of you. An attractive girl, isn't she? Warm, exciting. And later, while you're dancing, holding her close in your arms. Oh, come on, sweetheart. Cheer up. Wally's going to be all right. Mm, I
2: suppose so. Sorry to spoil your evening this way. You're
1: not spoiling anything, Nora. Not a
2: very good company, I'm afraid.
1: I disagree. I think you're very nice company. <laughs>
2: Thanks. I mean it. Frank. Hmm? I was wondering. Do you think Wally might. Oh, have...
1: look, sweetheart. I told you he'll be all right. Stop worrying. Stop thinking about Wally. Just for a little while, anyway, huh? Come on.
2: All right. I'll try.
1: to forget Wally, don't you, Frank? But not only for just a little while, but you're almost certain you can get her mind off Wally. As the evening progresses, she seems to be enjoying herself. It's after three in the morning when you see her to her apartment. Leave her after making a date to call for her the next evening. But the following afternoon... Yes. Nora. Right. Hello, Frank. I I thought I was to pick you up at your place later this
2: evening. I wanted to see you soon.
1: Is something wrong? You look like you...
2: Yeah, something's wrong. Here, have you seen this?
1: Paper? No.
2: There. at the bottom of
1: the page. Okay, so what? police found a body in the freeway. Unidentified. What's this got to do with me?
2: Everything. I had a hunch, so I went down to the morgue an hour ago. It's Wally. Wally? Don't look so surprised. Wait a minute, sweetheart. You needn't put on an act. Frank, I know what happened. I know you killed Wally, and I know why. Look, Nora. I know all about the job you pulled in Tijuana. How you double-crossed your partners in San Diego. Okay. So what? So,
1: miss. Yes. Hey, look, Nora, take it easy. I put that letter opener away. It doesn't scare me.
2: Doesn't it,
1: Frank? Doesn't it? Look. As she lunges toward you, you reach out. You Miss. The letter opener rips into your arm. In a blinding rage, you lash out, twist Nora's arm behind her. And then you stumble, and both of you fall to the floor. You get up quickly. Nora lies very still. Nora. Nora. Yeah? Who is it? Me, Frank. Irene. Uh, just a second. Quickly.
3: Drag Nora Larson's
1: body into the closet. Close the door. Look around the room. Her purse, Frank, lying here on the floor. Scoop it up. Slip it under the sofa. Hello, Donna. Come in,
3: baby.
2: Is that the only girl coming back? Come on in, baby. I'm sorry. Just one minute. I've all the way Get to... Get your stuff open. Yeah. Here, your picture. That's fine, I'm fine. Right.
3: Well,
2: well, a private bar. How about I'll send the ladies in? Right?
1: Oh, we don't have the time.
2: Oh, no. Fine. I'll feel
1: better if you skip right now. But
2: why? What's the Don't find
1: the questions. We'll leave. Oh,
2: wait, if it's so.
1: Look, I'll meet you in the lobby in five minutes. Leave your stuff here. I'll have the bellhop take care of it. Go on, Pete. Oh,
2: no, wait. Why? Will you
1: stop asking why. Do as I say. <laughs>
2: All
1: right. All right. We'll grab a cab out the airport. Take the next plane.
2: New York's nice home.
1: I like Seattle. Seattle? Why
2: do
1: we? Just to skip across the border into Canada. That's why, baby. Oh. Right.
2: What evidence? All this many. <laughs> yeah,
1: just for kids. I'll be there. I'll
2: be waiting for
1: you in the lobby, John. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah.
3: wait, David. Nice long wait. <laughs>
0: there's now a new improved type automobile battery built to last up to two and a half times as long as ordinary batteries. It's the new Signal Deluxe battery, which is guaranteed a full two and a half years on a service basis. One of the reasons for this amazingly long life in Signal Deluxe batteries is their microporous all-rubber separators, which allow freer flow of acid between the plates yet are impervious to the action of the acid. But longer life is only part of the story. In addition, Signal Deluxe batteries deliver up to 35% more power and don't need water as often. So much for their quality. But how about price? Well, considered on a per-month basis, which is really the only way to compare battery costs, Signal Deluxe batteries actually cost less than ordinary batteries. What's more, the generous trade-in allowance Signal dealers are now giving for old batteries brings the cost even lower, and liberal credit terms are available. So if you need a new battery, head straight for a Signal service Be sure of genuine economy, plus dependable service for a long time to come. With the new 30-month guarantee, Signal Deluxe Battery.
1: Well, Frank, the way it's clear is clearing. But you had to kill twice. Wally Neal and then his girlfriend, Nora Larson. Only you feel sure now that it's been worth it, doesn't Yes, considering the 70000 stolen dollars that Irene brought from the check stand in San Diego. You had to get her out of your hotel room because Nora lies dead in the closet. But now you're through with Irene, too. After all your maneuvering and planning, you don't intend to share the money with anyone. You pack your bag quickly, take the money from Irene's suit, you're sure it's going to be as simple as slipping out the back entrance of the hotel alone, aren't you? Sir?
3: Yes.
1: A the Union station. From there a freighter to parts unknown. You cross
3: quickly to the door and open Hello. Hmm. What do you want? My name's Roman. Lieutenant Roman. Homicide. Homicide? Yeah. Well, oh, this is Cardinal. You're Frank Tertow, aren't you? That's right. So? been throwing your money around quite freely, haven't you? Paying your bill at the Alden, buying new clothes. What have I had? Too bad you didn't know the money was marked. Marked? <laughs> yeah. That money belonged to a gentleman named Wally Neal. He won it on a TV show a couple of nights ago. All the bills were marked as part of a stunt. Anyone receiving any of that money was told to notify the television station to get a prize. Mm-hmm. The man who killed Wally Neal took that money. The money you've been spreading around. Clothing store, cab drivers, up. Half a dozen witnesses who can identify you. Oh, you better give these rooms a routine people. I don't think. So. The murder of Wally Neal was a highly advertised murder, Frankie. Too bad you didn't realize that once you killed Neil and took his money, you were a marked man.
0: That whistle be your signal for the signal oil program, The Whistler, each Sunday night at the same time. Signal has asked me to remind that today the Red Cross must not only be prepared to save lives and relieve suffering in any disaster that may occur anywhere in this country. In addition, it must provide blood and other needed help for our GIs overseas. Good reason By this year the Red Cross needs more of us to help, and more help from each of us. Reached in tonight's story were Bill Foreman as the Whistler, Jack Moyle, Doris Singleton, Larry Dobkin, Georgia Ellis, and Charles Field. The Whistler was produced and directed by George W. Allen, with story by Joel Malone, music by Wilbur Hack, and was transmitted overseas by the Armed Forces Radio Service. The Whistler was entirely fictional, and all characters portrayed on the Whistler are also fictional. Any similarity of names or resemblance to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Remember to tune in at the same time next Sunday when the Signal Oil Company will bring you another strange story by a whistle. Marvin Miller speaking for the Signal Oil Company. Stay tuned now for our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden, and follows immediately over most of these pages. This is the CBS Radio Network.